Are you someone who loves that musty smell of your books? Or did you ever find comfort in the library? Maybe even stayed so late to finish a book? In this episode of That One Thing, let us turn the pages together with the stories that enrapture and enrich our minds and imagination. Are you ready to take a lift and open that one book? Another week, another podcast. What is up, TOT listeners? Hey, Kim. How's the start of Bear Months going so far? All good. We are mm-hmm. in the last quarter of the year. And also, we are about to celebrate our first year anniversary with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I really can't believe that you were able to get through it, Kim. It was just a dream before, and we made it happen. Do we have plans on our upcoming anniversary? Of course! (laughs) We've spoiled our listeners on our previous episode when we talked about films, and I don't want to overshare by spoiling what we are planning for our anniversary, but I am accelerated. Mm -hmm. Well, accelerated is an understatement, but Keep on listening, sharing, and tagging at that one thing PH on your social media accounts because something warm and fuzzy yet cool surprises awaits. Hmm, warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Perfect for the rainy days and this holiday season. Whatever the surprises, Kim, it's our simple way to show how much we appreciate our listeners. True, we are so grateful to have you, TOT listeners. Ay, nako! Ang hirap <laughs> The excitement! Anyway, before I say anything, how are you feeling today, Rose? Wow, great! I had a lot of days off from work because of mm. the long weekend. And right after that week, I took another two days off. Plus, what I'm excited about is that I have a planned trip to Barakay on the 26th. That's a whole mm. work week on paid vacation. So technically, if you sum it up, I will be just working for 10 business days this September. And that's okay. We all need a break. So I encourage everyone to give yourself time to rest and heal. Just make sure that you still have a job or work to return to. <laughs> heal from what? Ah. <laughs> Anyway, I will not ask you anything deeper than that. (laughs) No, yeah. What's our topic for today's episode? Mm, Why don't we talk about history? (laughs) Past, past, past. (laughs) Or history TV levels. History of what, Rose? (laughs) I'm just messing with you, Kim. What I meant with history is books. I correlate <laughs> books with history, so forgive me. What do you think about this topic? Game! Go for hmm. it! So, from that one film, now we go to that one book. Wow. And as expected, this is going to be another difficult question, just like how our conversation went last time with uh-huh. lots of options to choose from it's hard to decide who won our hearts and minds on the top book 
that we really enjoyed and loved. But let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. This time, let's try to choose just one. But as you've mentioned, I guess <laughs> we won't be able to do so. Yeah, actually, I saw you recently posted on your Instagram account the book entitled You're Not Enough and That's Okay. How was that book? It's a very controversial book because it's about the mythology surrounding the love of self. When I was browsing through the feedback or reviews in Google that other readers left, there were different perspectives and mostly (laughs) negative reviews. You know why? Because the author somehow attacked non-Christians. The controversial topics about LGBTQ, racism, etc. But the main Mm. message of the book is embracing your not-enoughness and not battling it. So we will always feel incomplete and unsatisfied. And the book is telling us, or the author is telling us that, It's okay as we need to find our completeness with Jesus in our lives. Also, this book is definitely not for everyone because it Mm. speaks about beliefs in God which other people are not that comfortable enough to talk about. One of the takeaways I have from this book is to do the things which pleases God and not man. Oh, controversial. But that's very timely. Let me add it to the list of books that I should read. Although, I'm also interested to know what genre of books do you like? (laughs) With all the books I read, I can conclude that I'm more on the nonfiction and self-help books. Because I have a short attention span and if I'm not drawn to the topic right away when reading the first two pages of the book or even the blurb, there's no way I can finish that book. And <laughs> nonfiction and self-help books focus on the author's experiences, which I'm very fond of, by the way. I think you're into self-help books as well, Kim. Am I right? Yes. Recently, mm-hmm. I am leaning towards or very inclined to self-help books because I am in need of help. <laughs> but way back when I was younger, I was drawn to fiction. I'd like mm-hmm. to read and imagine the stories and adventures of the protagonist or even the antagonist. For instance, Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings by J.R. Tolkien, Those Paolo Coelho and Haruki Murakami books are some of the collections that I got hooked into. So there. Rose, do you consider yourself a bookworm? Would you say? No, honestly not. If I'm correctly defining the word bookworm, the first person that would come to mind is Jamie O. (laughs) Based on the stories she recently shared on her Instagram. I saw Mm -hmm. her book collection and I was not even a half closer, I think, to what she had already read. Because I only find time to read books when I don't have anything to do and when I get bored with the usual daily routine I have. Mm, I see. So, when did you start Or what made you start the habit of reading the books other than when you feel bored? (laughs) Do you have 
at least a yearly goal? As far as I could remember when I was in high school, my favorite hiding place was the school library. <laughs> so I read books there, but mostly more that involved my academics. That was mm-hmm. where I learned to build my focus when studying. Later on, I started the habit of reading books because I wanted to be hired as a call center agent in 2009. So Mm -hmm. we all know how difficult it was to go through a series of interviews and accent or diction exams. And reading can help improve communication skills, for sure. That's tried and tested. But if you're asking me about yearly goals, I don't think I have any. It depends mm-hmm. if I see something interesting online or at the bookstore or if there's a newly released book from my favorite author, Mitch Album. Yeah. There are numerous pieces of research conducted in the past that discover the profound benefits of reading, especially for child's development. One mm-hmm. study details the effects of reading on later literacy skills, facilitating Mm -hmm. social interaction between adults and children, and encouraging children to engage with the world around them. It's also somehow telling us that reading can be a stable source of information throughout a child's life. Mm. Oh, all right. Now I understand why parents invest so much time in talking to their child and storytelling. It's for the child's brain development. Mm-hmm. Other than reading helps you learn and expands your vocabulary. Reading is that one thing we could all do which would make us more imaginative, make our memory even better, more likely mm-hmm. to help us improve our personal relationships. It was actually backed up by a study in 2013 where brain scans showed that throughout the reading period and for the days afterwards, Uh brain connectivity increased, especially in the somatosensory cortex, the part of the brain that responds to physical sensations like movements and pain. Mm. And as you read, and there's tension built in the story, more and more areas of the brain lit up with activity, which means that when more areas lit up, the more it strengthens your brain. Mm-hmm. Reading allows us to also be transported from our own world to another. When you are yeah. reading, you are yeah. reading things from inside another person's head where it mm. takes you right inside the character's emotions and feelings and actions. So you are seeing it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of reading which is at best thought or described by some people as pleasurable and at worst quite often as waste of time, they say. But I think <laughs> that's not true because those are really useful. And reading those types of narratives and stories or fiction make us more patient, nicer, and kinder, makes us more empathic, or maybe mm-hmm. it could make us be very skeptical. Mm-hmm. And another research, it has been shown that people who read literary fiction, stories that explore the inner lives of characters, Mm -hmm. showed a heightened ability to understand the feelings and beliefs of others. 
and they call this ability theory of mind. Mm-hmm. A set of skills essential for building, navigating, and maintaining social relationships. So, if you haven't maintained good relationships, magbasa-basa ka na. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of research, but you could be saving a failing relationship. So, don't miss the opportunity to read. I do agree with your statement, Kim, about how reading can transport us from one world to another. I experienced mm-hmm. that firsthand. You will be amazed to see the places reading can take you. Because the feeling is surreal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Also, do you want to have a longer life or a smarter life? <laughs> Who doesn't want to? Of course I do. Do you have any tips there on how to have one? Good news for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that reading is said to help extend your life? What? Dingo. That's the first yeah. time I heard about it. How? Other than blowing your birthday cake and wishing for a long life, read now. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> a long-term health and retirement study followed by a cohort of around 3,000-plus adult participants for a period of 12 years, they Uh-oh. find that those who read books survive around two years longer than those who either didn't read or who read mm. magazines and other forms of media. Mm-hmm. So, it's backed up by study. Wow, isn't it because reading can help us distress? And we are all aware that bad stress has a harmful effect on our body. Probably, or definitely. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that books and reading them is incredibly important. There are Mm -hmm. all sorts of reasons why we do it. We do read for education, we read for administration or call of function. There's also another sort of reading which we have to do nowadays, which is just to get through life. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever your reason is, we are in support of my nurturing habit of reading. Kaya naman, that one book club. (laughs) I suddenly remember those people who wanted to recruit me as a member of a book club when I was in grade school. Well, during that time, I found book clubs to be boring. (laughs) The fact that you'll be sitting on a chair reading makes me sick. What is so exciting about it? And that was me talking and convincing my grade school self not to join that club. (laughs) <laughs> well, book clubs could be dull or fun depending on how they can make it more entertaining and fun. But mm. before we pull chairs and go around the circle and talk about our newly established book club, <laughs> uh, let's dive into the books that made a huge impact in our lives. What's your story, Rose? (laughs) (laughs) This is it. Well, I have two books. I can't choose one. But Mm -hmm. yeah, those two are Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Tuesdays with Mari by Mitch Abu. When I was in my 20s, I had a hard time saying no to almost everything. What Mm -hmm. made it difficult for me was I'm living a life which was far unusual to the normal person at my age. I had a part-time job in the morning and I was studying in the afternoon until evening. 
And I had a wrong perspective about saying no because I wanted to please everyone around me. And I would always worry what people will think about me because, you know, I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> so <laughs> I took tasks even after my working hours. And because of that, I came in late at school. If there was lunch out or dinner with my classmates, I would say yes, even though I know I will sacrifice hours to rest to be mm. with them. So it went on and on and on to the point that I felt overwhelmed and burned out. The question is, who paid the price? Of course, no one else but me. And I didn't know that putting boundaries in my life is okay until someone lent me a book about boundaries by Dr. Henry. The book is telling us that honoring your boundaries means you pay respect to yourself and you put value to yourself and to others as well. If you don't acknowledge your own boundaries, why do you expect others to do so? So here's one of the famous sections of the book that I want to quote, it's setting boundaries inevitably involves taking responsibility for your choices. You are the one who makes them and you are the one who must live with their consequences. And you are the one who may be keeping yourself from making the choices you could be happy with. Two important words to live by, boundaries and choices. Nice. That's really cool. I mean, learning when to say yes or no, taking mm. control of your life, making choices, decisions, and setting up boundaries. And you know what, Rose? Mm. It's really true that you get what you tolerate. How about the second one, Mitch album, right? I love that book and I want to hear how it influences your life. Wow, glad to have someone who liked the same book as mine. <laughs> so with the second book, Tuesdays with Mari, it taught me about kindness and compassion. To take responsibility for each other, just like how the Bible teaches us to love our neighbors, just as how we love ourselves. I shed tears reading that book. Maury shared a lot of life lessons that we cannot learn in school, but throughout his experiences. Any particular part of the story that really hit you? Um, it is when the time for Mitch to say goodbye to Maury, who was lying Aww. on his bed. And because there was already a routine or habit that Mitch was used to doing, like bringing food to Maury, reading the newspaper, and staying with Maury until he wakes up, that's gonna be the hardest part of letting go. So I, as a reader, can't accept the fact that <laughs> Maury is dying. It felt like I was mm -hmm. there on Maury's bedside, holding his hand, crying, and waiting for his last breath. So that was awful. Oh, dang, that part where mm. you have a hard time reading for sure. You are yeah. crying or <laughs> Anyway, that's really good book. And if you have a choice, what do you wish would be different in that book? Mm, I wish Maury didn't die. <laughs> he would have such <laughs> more lives if he didn't. But that's what makes a book relatable, the reality. 
So, what's that mm-hmm. one book for you, Kim, that made an impact on your life? It's your turn. My turn. Um, well, at a very young age, I was five years old, my mother asked me to read the Bible. So, five, <laughs> five years old. No. I'm not mm. even sure if I can even read more than ABCs that time. But <laughs> kidding aside, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times in our podcast. That mm. one book is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Probably 14 or 15 years ago, right? Yeah. Years in college or before I even started my tertiary years when I mm-hmm. had the chance to read the book it was really amazing it was recommended by my org mate yeah. and my initial impression of the book was okay that was okay I liked it mm-hmm. I got that this book have all the basic concepts that I need mm-hmm. and then I lived my life day in and day out and I wasn't really mindful of what I've read I mm-hmm. read it I find it nice but when you are in college, where everything can be different from what is usual and could be challenging, yeah, it is where life really starts to get a bit serious <laughs> for mm-hmm. you. And you're building your muscle and preparing for the next big thing, the outer world. Mm-hmm. So you can't just dilly-dally. Plus, I can't afford to lose my scholarship. The yeah. education and blessed with. So whatever, no room for you to be patay-patay or <laughs> Right? You have mm. to double your efforts and work hard. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I can't remember exactly when the book made all sense to me that yeah. I needed to prioritize, to have that goal and begin with an end in mind or to be proactive instead of reactive. Parang one day I woke up realizing, ah, that's what this book is so all about. So I've reread mm. the book. And thanks to my sister or ate, she's my senior org mate who lent mm-hmm. me the book again. Mm. I didn't know you have an org mate who loves to read and you were able to <laughs> save money from buying those expensive books. Okay, yes. continue on with your story, Kim. <laughs> thanks to her, really. And you never know how the book you lend can impact other people's life, right? Like, mm, your mm. book, The Boundaries, it was also lent to you. So, yes. going back, <laughs> with, of course, with all my might, I try to focus and think about how can I do this seven habits? So, I wrote a personal mission statement. I looked at what's important for me and I tried to prioritize. And back then, it was very simple to finish college, earn that degree, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I tried. I tried my best. I never perfected the seven habits, but I was <laughs> always reminded of it. Uh-huh. And I got a more in-depth understanding of the book. I shifted my paradigms. I saw things in different lenses, and I began to steer more practical approach and try to live by it. Yeah. So here's where the universe comes into play. Mm-hmm. A year later... I was handling a major event in school in Manila Hotel. I worked on this list of speakers and I invited these folks. I mm-hmm. met with them and became friends with them. And one of our guest speakers is actually a certified Franklin Covey trainer. 
Mm. We talked about the book. And he somewhat became my coach. And again, my spirit was uplifted and I was reminded <laughs> about the book. And mm-hmm. he was truly inspiring. He walked the talk. You know? mm-hmm. He actually dragged me into some speaking engagements, of course, with a younger crowd. <laughs> and I found myself speaking in front of students like me who are struggling as they try to juggle and maintain their scholarships and relating to them on how we can better navigate through college. Yeah. Little did I know I was already or I had become an advocate of the book. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I speak more on the teens version of the book. It's called Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. <laughs> and wow. then I attended the trainings also. It's even more life-changing when you get to experience the three-day workshop because you get to gain hands-on experience and test and learn as you do Mm -hmm. role-playing on how you can apply those seven principles. And yes, um, applying timeless principles actually yields greater productivity. And I think it happened for me. It works Mm -hmm. for me. It helped me and up to this day, more than a decade. (laughs) It's Mm. still so relevant. Kaya I was really passionate about that book, about the principles, and I would always recommend it. Yeah, you always have. And <laughs> I never heard that story from you being an advocate of the seven habits for highly effective people or teens. I am so proud. I <laughs> wish I could go back in time and attend that session with you as the speaker. <laughs> Good lord! Good that we haven't met before. You'll regret listening to me. Because speaking in public is something I wanted to be great at, but Mm -hmm. I need to work hard on. Maybe someday, a better (laughs) and a wiser version of myself will be able to speak to the public. Anyway, Mm -hmm. my story is over. Let's chat about some characters that we like. Wow. Was there any book character that you can relate yourself with or a character that you would like to meet in real life um i want to meet mitch album and austin Kleon in person but no specific book character I want to have a one-on-one lunch or dinner with these authors and even ask them to mentor me. (laughs) I really wish. (laughs) How about you? Who do you want to be or meet personally, Kim? Well, I want to meet the Lord of the Rings characters. Maybe Gandalf or Gollum. (laughs) Sounds creepy. But to the Lord of the Rings fans, please don't bash me. I'm not a fan. Seriously, though, who is the character or person you have in mind? Well, I'm serious about that. Swear, Gandalf (laughs) or Gollum. And if, if comics character, I want to have a conversation with Thanos from Marvel. Nasabing get tristeresis ng siya nung Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I wanted to meet him and if it's non-fiction, I want to be friends, of course, with the late Stephen Covey. Huh. You have a weird preference and taste when you mention Thanos. I don't believe you na. <laughs> no! 
I swear, I watched Avengers The Endgame three times in a movie house. Mm-hmm. I will not waste my money for something I don't feel like re-watching. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can call him Thanos a madman, but he has a lot of wisdom if we're talking about the Marvel series. He spits mm-hmm. on the facts that always left us wondering or at least think twice about his vision. Mm-hmm. Thanos has the best lines in the movie. Props to Marvel, of course, for making him a great villain. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of lines and scripts and relating this to the books that we're talking about, if we could write a book, what would be the title or what would it be about? Mm-hmm. And what's the main theme of your book? Mm, nice question. Mm-hmm. I think I would name it as when life is not going your way. Wow. <laughs> so I'll probably great. focus on living a godly life, knowing your purpose, and the reason why things happen. Because it mm-hmm. definitely has a reason. Or I could name another book with life questions left unanswered. My wow. <laughs> No, but those are great titles of the book. So go mm. for it. Sounds like it's going to be a bestseller or Nobel Peace Prize award. Oh. <laughs> but seriously, it's beautiful. I will buy that for sure. Fan sign, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's a give and take. Before I give my autograph, why don't you share the name of the book you want to publish and its title? Para fair tayo. The end. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> That's the title. Just kidding. I haven't thought of a title yet. Maybe I will study more and publish a book about philosophy and stoicism. I like daily stoic book also. So something related to that. Mm, living a life. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and this is really a great book sharing conversation. Mm. I love this. Yeah, so we will not be podcasters but authors. <laughs> oh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to to our future writings, Rose. We have a lot of stories that we can share. That's for sure. And mm. these stories could go on and on beyond generations. Why do we need books? Why do we need to read? Is it to learn about the world? Is it to seek alternative perspectives? Is it to grow as people individually or as a person? Whatever the reason is, reading can surely shake up our view of the world. What's that one book or story you can share that shaped your life the most? Thanks for listening to That One Thing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Follow our social media account at That One Thing PH. Did you enjoy this episode? 
let us know and leave us a message. You can also ask a question in the link in the description. Be sure to tune in every other Friday for new episodes.